Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Wednesday, August 23rd edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And boy, do we have something to talk about today. There was some news yesterday. Just a little bit. Uh, Yeah. And this news got a reaction out of a lot of people. And that being a Joker origin film is in development by some really talented people. And it is going to be standalone, not connected to the DCEU, as part of a new DC uh, new DC banner unrelated to the DCEU. So we're just going to... There's a lot to unpack in this. Uh, Deadline had the exclusive on it. We're going to just attack this one thing at a time because there's a lot of different angles to look at this from. You know, just the fact the film itself, the fact that it's not part of the DCEU, and then this new DC banner that is yet unnamed so i guess starting off with just the film itself let's talk about the film itself zach in a vacuum there is going to be a what is called a standalone joker origin film to be directed by todd phillips who has done mostly comedy but some other things he's done old school the hangover trilogy war dogs phillips is going to be writing along with scott silver they've already started working on the script silver has written not a lot of things but he's he wrote the eight 8 Mile, and The Fighter, and according to Deadline, Phillips and Martin Scorsese will be producing, although Scorsese's involvement is not 100% assured, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, That's early and fluid. And what they are going to do, this is from Deadline, the intention is to make a gritty and grounded, hard-boiled crime film set in the early 80s Gotham City that isn't meant to feel like a DC movie as much as one of Scorsese's films from that era like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, or The King of Comedy. So that news, in a vacuum, what do you think of that film? Is that a film you want to see, Zach? Uh, I think that's a film I want to see multiple times, over and over again. That sounds just absolutely, like, 100% big on exactly what, like, something I would want to see. Um, Getting Martin Scorsese involved, if he does get involved, which it seems like maybe he will, maybe he won't, we don't know yet, but just... The fact that that name is even floating around, that is, that's saying quite a bit. And um, just even being in the style of, like they said, of a Martin Scorsese film, I would love, absolutely love to see the Joker and to see Gotham in that style of film. And just, I don't know, it's, I don't know, I it sounds basically perfect to me. And Todd Phillips is pretty good. I, I've liked his comedies. He's got pretty good comedies. And then I, I saw War Dogs recently and it was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be going into it. And it was very well done and the action was very well done. So I'm, I'm pretty good with Todd Phillips right now. Yeah. So it, it lots of fact. <laughs> I think you and I are both, I'm kind of along the same, same lines with you, but this film itself sounds fantastic. And I know a lot of people are, are, are split on it. I'm sure. Um, but this sounds fantastic. This is some real talent involved yeah. here that um, maybe you couldn't get if it was something confined to, a shared universe um todd phillip i love old school and the hangover uh not ashamed to admit that yeah those i i absolutely love those films uh the hangover trilogy does go down in quality quite quickly but i haven't seen war dogs yet but it sounds um i've heard good things and it's sort of a would you describe that as sort of a, a crime black comedy sort of film yeah sort of okay um and, that, and that's something I've got to check out. So he's impressive. Scott Silver, who's worked on The Fighter um, and 8 Mile, 
obviously some some good talent there. And if Scorsese is involved, that's only good things. Uh, <laughs> now we we know very little other than that sort of brief synopsis what this film's going to look like. But an '80s film, sort of a a a really dark dark comedy in the style of the Joker, sort of him just whatever he does, just plowing through Gotham City, just destroying it. Um, whatever it is, I'm that sounds fantastic. Uh, the Joker is one of the most fascinating characters in comic books. You could argue the most fascinating, you know, um, in some ways. And I don't necessarily need a, a solo solo Joker film, but I think it could be awesome to see. Uh, there are solo films. There's I recently read The Joker by Brian Azzarello. I think it was from 2008. And that essentially is a story of Joker. He gets out of Arkham Asylum. And he just uh, realized he's lost power in Gotham. Mm. And he just goes and gets it back. Uh, just destroying uh, oh, criminals yeah. and, and everything like that. And I think that opens a lot of potential for a uh, really enjoyable, dark uh, film. Now, I know a lot of people, I'm sure that a lot of people hate the fact that this is labeled an origin film. And a lot of people love the Joker because they don't know his origin. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Zach? I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with seeing the origin because I think we've both we've both talked before a lot about how we're we're maybe more than more other people seem to be like okay with different interpretations of characters, and that really doesn't bother me. I know it bothers some people, and that's okay for me. So, like this seeing the origin of this Joker doesn't really take away from the other Jokers. So. If I go watch and I see Heath Ledger, however they do the origin in this film, it's not going to change how I think of Heath Ledger's Joker because those are, in my mind, those are two totally different characters. And so I'm fine with that. That being said, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll actually show him before he's painted up and before he's maybe fallen in whatever, but however they want to do it, or maybe he already is the Joker. And like you said, he was in Arkham or something and he's lost all power and he comes back and then that's really kind of his origin like maybe he was just kind of a, a small league criminal before but this is really him taking over gotham and running gotham and that's the origin that they want to show i th- I think you nailed it there um yeah first off this is considered an elseworld story so it doesn't really matter um his this origin ne- wouldn't necessarily mean the the other drawer origins like you said uh i think the the whole I've always thought I understand why people don't like want to know Joker's origin, but I don't. I think it's kind of overstated. Um, I don't think it would necessarily make him less interesting if it's done well. I kind of like the Killing Joke, where it leaves it sort of open, multiple choice, kind of like what they did in The Dark Knight too. Um, but I mean, would Batman be more interesting if you just if you didn't know anything about his childhood and you just saw him as a crazy guy, grown up wearing a right. bat suit? I don't, you know. Um, I think if the the origin story is interesting, then it can be interesting. Duh. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that, uh, yeah, it says origin. I don't think this is going to be like a superhero origin story where maybe he doesn't put on the the purple suit and paint for the first hour. Right. I would guess he would be looking like that early and probably will have murdered someone long before the you know the traditional origin story part. So we don't know if origin means oh we're gonna see his youth, how he's brought up, or if it means like you mentioned, it could be it could open with 
him established as the Joker, but as a newbie. And so it's really his rise to power in Gotham. I think that would probably be my preferred way to look at it, but I trust the talent involved to make a good film. Yeah. And with, with this being an elsewhere world story, and if they do do that, where they show him taking over Gotham, which I think regardless of how they handle the origin, I think that would be a part of the film, at least in my mind. Uh, I think it would work the best without a Batman. So I would hope that this would be a Gotham without a Batman, which is a heart is weird thing to say, but I hope that Batman's not in this film. So do you mean you don't want Batman in the film or you don't want him to exist at all? I don't want him to exist at all, I think. I think this is pre-Batman in my mind. In this universe, because it's an else world, this is pre-Batman. Batman hasn't happened yet or isn't going to happen. It's just Joker going crazy in Gotham, basically. I think I think there's a definite, since it's an else world, I think that's something they could definitely do. Um, but I will, I will say I wouldn't mind if, like that Joker... Uh, graphic novel that I mentioned uh, spoilers for that but Batman basically isn't in it until the very end and he's as, as I was saying that I was thinking maybe that would work too like I don't want him to be fighting him the whole time but if right that was the very end the last battle or whatever that would be cool yeah <laughs> yeah so essentially in that Joker's there the whole time Batman shows up at the end so you're you're not rooting for Joker but that's who's follow whose story you're following kind of like you know, in the tradition now with Breaking Bad and things like that, where you're fascinated by the main character, even though you know he's a bad guy. Right. Um, and then you still want him to get his comeuppance at the end. So Batman sort of shows up and, oh, yeah, you, you're not really supposed to like this guy who's murdering everyone and whatever he does in the film. Um, I would be cool with that. And for that, you wouldn't even need to make a big deal about the cast. You could just basically cast a stunt double to handle that. Right. Uh, this this also brings up a Twitter question from at JRBatman23. First thought, will this be one of their R-rated movies they talked about? Well, of everything that they've talked about so far, this would be number one on my list for deserving of an R-rated or would work the best with R-rating, I should say, maybe. Um, I think they could pull it off PG-13, but I think if they really want to get as gritty as they sound like they want to get, the old school uh, Scorsese movies, I think they could... I think they could definitely go R. Yeah, I think they'll definitely go R. And I'm not even one who's a fan of, oh, let's make everything R-rated. It's so much more cool if you can, you know, see brains splattered everywhere. Right. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily add anything to me. But I think for what they're wanting to tell and to sh- truly show that how evil Joker is, you kind of probably have to go R-rated on this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, just the film itself... Again, we're just talking about the film here. I think this is something they could do for fifty million dollars, and it would, it could potentially make four or five hundred million, right? Uh, just with the clout the Joker has, and if it's a well done film and with the talent involved, yeah. But that's not the only thing. We we've got this thing called the DCEU going on, um, and this film is not going to be connected to that at all, and uh, they're. Going to use a different actor, possibly younger. This news also came out that Jared Leto is expected to return for Suicide Squad 2 and the Harley Quinn spinoff. Um, looking at the bigger picture here, Zach, what do you think of that? Yeah, so I think we, I don't remember when, but it was a while back we talked about Elseworld stories. And I think I came down on the side of I wanted them to wait 
longer until after the DCU was more established before they started doing this. And then I got this movie pitched to me by reading this article, and I think I changed my mind. I I think I'm all in ready for Elseworld stories right now. And I really I don't think, especially if they do it in the past, like they said, like in the early 80s, and they have a different actor, I don't think it'll be that confusing for the general audience. Obviously, it'll be people like, well, isn't Joker this person? But we've already had so many different versions of the Joker, I think especially that character people are already primed and ready for different actors to have their take on that um, character let me ask you this would you be more or less excited basically the same pitch same talent involved maybe they change it to the 90s and have jared leto playing a young joker and sort of a prequel would that make you more or less excited i think right now less excited because if you if they made it a prequel and it was connected some way, I like that it's not connected because it frees them up to literally do anything. So I think I like that better. But still at the same point, we really don't know that much about Leto's um, Joker right now. And so it's not like there's a whole lot of baggage that they need to or continuity that they need to keep up with. So that could work. But as it's pitched right now, I think I, I am more excited by that. Interesting. And I think I would prefer if it was as a fan, I would prefer if it was Leto and, mm-hmm. and maybe push it up because he's he looks like he could play 25 years old. Yeah. He's in phenomenal shape. And I'd rather not get two. Ver- I'm, I'm not a big fan of getting two versions of the same character at the same time. I know we get that a little bit in TV and film. I'm not a fan of it. I'm even less a fan to do it in film and film. So that kind of that's a that's a downer for me. I'm not I'm not really excited about that aspect of it. Uh, and I I think it's I think there's a good chance it's going to confuse the general audience. I think if, we'll get it. You know, the people who listen to podcasts like this are going to understand it. I don't know if the general audience is going to be like, well, that's a Joker, but he was just in Suicide Squad, and he's going to be in something else. Why is this one different? But do you think that would keep them from actually buying tickets, though? I don't know. You know, and I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure Warner Brothers has done more research on this than either of us have. Right. Um, so, you know, they know the statistics and everything like that. But I think it might. I, I don't know if it'll keep them from buying tics- tickets, but it might confuse them in terms of well, why would I watch this when I could watch something? I, I mean, there's just I think it will confuse people and they'll wonder why. Um, in terms of the general audience. Yeah. So I, I think Lido has had maybe mixed reactions, I would say would probably be, to put it nicely, I think some people enjoyed what he did, but I think a lot of people also didn't enjoy his portrayal of the Joker. And so do you think maybe that has anything to do with recasting and trying to do a different version of the Joker to try to kind of recapture what people really liked about the character? Somewhat in... in in terms of i don't think they would do this if they had plans to make joker a massive role in the dceu going forward like right i don't think i think this means matt reeves doesn't plan to use the joker extensively anytime soon that's how i would take it um that's kind of what i would think so that might be it and then it is a smart you know you could, from a business perspective it kind of makes sense let's take advantage of the joker if we're not going to use him much in the dceu let's let's take advantage of him because the general audience will eat up the joker yeah, exactly. Now, what I said about it, I would be more excited as a fan if it was part of the DCEU. 
from a business perspective, I kind of get not connecting it because the DCEU films, that that brand, those films are events. Every right. All four of them have made $100 million opening weekend. There's a certain level of expectations that come with them. I mean, the, the lowest grossing one was Man of Steel, which was 668 or something like that. <laughs> um, those are, are big budgets. And so there's a certain thing you expect from that. So if you do a $50 million film, that sort of lessens that brand. It's the same, same argument when we talked about why Krypton shouldn't be a part of the DCEU. As a fan, I would like it to be connected, but it also cheapens the brand of those big budget tentpole films. Right, exactly. And also it just, like I said, it, they're starting with the Joker, which doesn't have a lot of continuity right now in DCEU. But if they want to do other characters, it's just the farther and farther we get along and the more that the DCU versions of these characters appear, the harder and harder it would be to make these smaller films and still make sure that all the continuity lines up. And so doing Elseworld makes a lot of sense to me for that, too. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I will say if as we sort of transition, the last part of this is this new banner. It's unnamed. As we transitioned into that, I think I would prefer it if they would use this in a way to you maybe introduce characters or storylines and things like that that couldn't fit into the main universe. I think I would prefer that. So, right. I, you know, I, I don't really like that there's going to be two Jokers. And like I said, so I think if there was if it was, I don't know, name another character, I would it would be intriguing, but it probably wouldn't have as much business potential. Right. So this new banner, unnamed, uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the new label would give Warner's leeway to make more DC-oriented projects unconstrained by continuity. Boris Kitt from The Hollywood Reporter added on Twitter, the new label would allow for the making of all kinds of DC movies of different budgets and potentially time periods unconnected to the main line of DC movies. So I think the, the important part of that THR is this is going to allow them to make more DC projects. You know, if this was taking away from a DC EU film, I would be much more down on it. But from the sounds of it, this is just going to be sort of a spin-off banner that they can do their own thing. So I think they have plans to make however many movies in a year they decided, you know, three or four, hopefully three or four of those big budget films, but that's all they're going to make of them. You know, the 150, $200 million movies part of the main dceu so this will allow them to add more films more dc films without having to fit into that not having to make a, a big budget expensive film this is the most exciting part of it for me right because at the end of the day it means more dc movies for us to watch and that that is super exciting and like you said it it really makes a lot of sense from a business perspective to not cheapen that dcu brand and to just keep going forward making these big tentpole productions that have huge budgets and have really huge box office returns and then because there are there's just stories that are interesting that i want to see in the dc universe that don't necessarily need a 150 million dollar budget and the joker origin is a perfect example of that i i agree with you there um so you know we talked next year we're getting one dc film and they are they're going to be eight marvel films Right, and I don't like comparing, but I'm just using it as a frame of reference. That's over three studios. Um, this will allow them to sort of have 
more DC films, almost like separate branches. And I think by the Joker is from this part, the Joker is smart because it's not a traditional, it's not flooding the market with another traditional superhero film. This is very different. This is a crime drama period piece uh, about a villain. And so from that perspective, if it means more DC films, this, this new banner, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that, like I said, at the end of the line, that's, to me, that's what matters. It's getting more DC films. I, I can't agree with that. Uh, we'll have to talk some, we might do something about talking about what kind of else worlds we want to see. Uh, but this is, I mean, this is weird news. <laughs> There's yeah. some, a lot of, a lot of pros and some very real potential cons of doing this. And I'm really curious to see how it shakes out. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.